Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up. So glad you're with us for the Tuesday edition of the Three Martini Lunch. Jim Garrity off today. Chad Benson, host of the Chad Benson Show on the Radio America Network, is with me today. Unfortunately, that's the end of the good news. Uh, the rest of the uh, the news today is either bad or crazy. Although, if Joe Biden actually reads a recent report courtesy of the Federal Reserve, Chad, he we might get some good news on his uh, very aggressive campaign to enshrine uh, racial equity into law on an economic basis. The Acton Institute has uh, taken a look at some of the numbers here. Uh, it says the Biden-Harris administration has made stamping out racial inequities the focus of all its policies, but the government interventions proposed to close these gaps will only, quote, accentuate inequalities for extended periods of time, according to a recent study. The Federal Reserve Bank of New York tested the impact of a monetary policy shock on the black-white racial gap. While such a policy increases employment of black households more than white households, the overall effects are small, a mere 0.2 percentage points. But the solution creates two new problems. Low interest rates and inflation punish savers and reward investors by making more capital available and driving people to seek a higher rate of return in the stock market. The study found that a monetary shock would raise stock prices by 5%, raising the annual incomes of white people by 200% to 300% more than those of blacks. The Fed also made the startling discovery that inflationary policies result in inflation. The proposed policy would raise house prices by over 2% over a five-year period. That will only deepen the 30-point home ownership gap between blacks and whites. Home ownership accounts for approximately 60% of the average household's wealth. So, Chad, I know you've talked about this. We've certainly talked about it. Uh, good intentions are always what uh, the Democrats have in mind, at least publicly, on these particular sorts of issues. And then they run into the concrete wall of reality. The question is whether anybody's listening. It's frustrating. I look at this stuff and it doesn't matter what it is. And, you, and everybody needs to understand, look, we all have good intentions. We want, I want to see the wealth gap shrink in this country. I want to see people get on their feet no matter what color they are. But when you try to do stuff like this, it sounds great. It sounds woke. It sounds like it should be something on a tell uh, on, on a T-shirt, but it ends up being a giant failure. And that is not good for anybody. The answer here is exactly what you said, creating conditions where everybody creates more wealth, has more opportunity. The Democrats clearly don't uh, have a plan that's going to put us in that direction, according to the Federal Reserve's own data here. So what will work? You know, it's, it's like the whole thing with the fight for 15, right? We're not asking people, hey, you know what, uh, uh, Greg, uh, why don't you just give people $15 an hour, they'll make everything better. No, what you should be asking is how do we make them more valuable in the workplace so they can outperform what is currently going on economically and they can be in a better situation? Instead, we're just like, well, let's just raise it here and that'll make everybody feel better. But when you realize that it's only 1.2% of people to 2.5% total between people who make minimum wage and under minimum wage uh, as far as, you know, people who are servers and things that that's it. But we're, we're doing this, not saying, how do we make you more valuable? How do we, we, we expand you and make you as far as an employee worth more or give you opportunities. We're just like here, 
this this should work good for you. And at the end of the day, it ends up falling flat on the face. And then we're back to the drawing board with slogans and things that we can do. And when you go and you do something like this, you can't take a knee to get out of more mess. Do you think one of the factors here is that one party is not going to want to embrace policies of the other party, even if those policies work? So in other words, Trump before the pandemic, whether he deserves the credit or not, he deserves some, black unemployment down to record lows. Uh, He talked about enterprise zones, the uh, brainchild of Tim Scott in his most recent State of the Union address. Uh, And so things were headed in the right direction. The gap still clearly existed. Biden's got a very different idea. And so is this a matter of just we're going to pursue this agenda because we clearly can't do what the previous administration did, even though it seemed to have some effectiveness? You know, the previous administration, like Trump did a lot of things that we can all agree were, were ridiculous. He said a lot of stuff. We're not here to, to, to debate that. But one of the things he did is he said, hey, look, you know what? You guys, we're going to get out there, bust your butt. Let's work hard. Let's put people in positions to have their own destiny in their hands and go from there, which is something I think most people want. I mean, just the other day, I mean, the whole thought process of why we have vaccine inequities and the way that Biden came out, it it made it sound like he's treating everybody uh, who's a person of color as if they're a victim. What do you mean they can't figure out the Internet or a website, for God's sakes? And I think Trump didn't do that. Trump treated everybody kind of, you know, like like Lombardi kind of treated a lot of people all the same. But I'll take all the same over this because this, well, I'm sure it comes from a great place is going to end up on the floor and a mistake that we're going to be trying to figure out why are things getting better. But they don't have any incentive to want to make things better in, in areas where they're depressed, especially with people of color, because that's their voting base. And when they rise above their, quote unquote, position that I think a lot of Democrats like to see. Next thing you know, they look around and go, well, I'm not going to vote like that anymore. That's insane. We talked about it when Biden was talking about these issues in the wake of the riots last year. There's a sense, I think, from perhaps when when he was a younger man or whatever it is, there's this idea from some, especially on the left, of the only way you're going to advance is if I basically give it to you. And that is as discriminatory as it gets. Yeah, you're judging me. Just like I go back to him talking about the Internet the other day and listening to him. And I'm just like, my God, it's like, what? Like, it's insane. And it's been perpetuated over and over again, whether it's an ID or no matter what it is. No, you know what? Treat everybody equally. And yes, people of color gotten a raw deal in this country. One hundred percent. Can we do absolutely more to help? Absolutely. We should. But in saying all of that, I won't treat him like a victim. I don't think they are. I think that they've that, that, that we need to get out there and we need to be more mentors. We need to help. But at the same time, the way that that, that some people on the left and the way that they I, I got to be honest, the way they talk to, to some people of color, it's almost like, what are you doing? How offensive is that? <laughs> I'd be totally offended if you talk to me like that. Yeah, George W. Bush many years ago called it the soft bigotry of low expectations. And hopefully uh, the Biden administration will look what the Fed did. I mean, this isn't the Heritage Foundation or the Cato Institute coming up with this. This is the Federal Reserve. So hopefully somebody over there is paying attention. Greg, I think it comes probably from a good heart for a lot of people. But you're not coming up with solutions. You're trying to put a Band-Aid on a bullet wound, if you will. And we need to figure out how we extract the bullet and then empower. Well, Biden's also talking about just forgiving student loan debt, but there's better ways to do that. Uh, It's time to break out of the student debt cycle. We definitely know that. And Ernest can help you by refinancing your student loan. 
Ernest offers low student rate, low refinancing, and you can check your rate. It's risk-free in just two minutes. With Ernest, you can get radically flexible payments, and you can even pick your loan term. By refinancing, you can reduce your loan term, save money, or combine multiple loans into a simple monthly payment. And if you have any questions, you can even talk to a real live human at Ernest for help. Isn't it time you stop feeling overwhelmed by your student debt? Now, Ernest is giving Three Martini Lunch listeners a $100 bonus. Refinance your student loans at earnest.com slash martini. Terms and conditions apply. Once again, you get a $100 cash bonus when you visit earnest.com slash martini to refinance your student loan. It's not available in all states. And again, terms and conditions apply. Chad, let's talk about our other squeamish martini when it comes to what the left wants to do. And that is to basically shut up people on cable systems that they don't agree with. House Democrats sending a letter to major cable providers. We're talking the CEOs of Comcast, AT&T, Verizon, Roku, and others. This is from uh, Congresswoman Anna Eshoo and Jerry McNerney, both from California. And they send this uh, long list of uh, grievances against Newsmax and, and One America News in particular, but also Fox News, claiming that they've been irresponsible with their election coverage, with their coronavirus coverage. And so they ask a bunch of different questions in this letter. And number seven is, are you planning to continue carrying Fox News, Newsmax, and OANN both now and beyond any contract renewal date? And if so, why? Chad, uh, the the irresponsible ones, maybe they're the ones that uh, supposedly, according to the left, help to uh, fuel an insurrection in their mind. Uh, so their response is not to uh, try and uh, win the battle of ideas, but to shut up the other side. Yo, I'll tell you why they're going to do it, because money. There you go. At the end of the day, uh, money is why. Uh, it, it's insane, though, right? Just the thought process of my uncle and I were discussing this last night. You know, you don't you don't get this from the right. Are there crazies out there in the extremes? Yeah, absolutely. But there's too many people that that are asking questions like, well, why do they have to be heard? Well, because that's the beauty of our country. You get to have your idea and then I get to have my idea. But so many people nowadays want to say, well, you shouldn't have a chance to have your idea heard because it could hurt my feelings or it could go against the things that I believe. And 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 so so why? Right. Like that's the thought that somebody and obviously California. The thought that somebody would go, hey, I'm going to write like Comcast, Cox and, and everybody else. And I'm going to ask them, are you still going to carry Fox News, the number one rated news station? Are you still going to do that? Is is absurd to me. Like, could you imagine if Ted Cruz or Dan Crenshaw writes those stations, writes the owners of, the, of all those cable networks and said, hey, are you guys still going to carry MSNBC? and CNN, because for three years, they perpetuated an insane lie about Russia, Russia, Russia. And uh, why are you going to do that anymore? I don't think you should. That would be nuts. Would absolutely be nuts. But the question is, does this ever uh, smooth out over time? Is this just a Trump is gone? We're going to let all these flags fly, see what sticks, and eventually things settle back down? Or do they see themselves now that they've got the White House, Got the House, got the Senate. Yes, it's uh, it's barely, but they still have it. And we're going to just uh, put the pedal to the metal and, uh, and and drive the right as far off the cliff as we can. Uh, I think there are people that would like that. But the reality is, is you, you first of all, you have the White House in theory. 
go and look and see all the people that are cabinet appointees and people that are working for all these things. You've got the who's who of Wall Street and everywhere in between in big business. You, These are two corporations that are just fighting over the almighty dollar. And some of those people who give dollars are radio companies and television companies. And yeah, while you may live in the world of extremes where you'd like to shut them up, uh, you need to probably sit back down and they're going to show you how this actually works. And uh, you don't want that uh, because Nancy Pelosi's of the world accept money freely from all of these companies as much as the people on the right do. So, Nancy, just grab a hold of your people and tell them to settle down. Now, that's the right answer. And that's hopefully the right response from these cable providers. But we've seen, Chad, that corporate America does not want to uh, have to stand up against the left. I mean, we see it almost all the time. So will they actually do that, whether there's a profit motive or not? Well, I think they will in 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 this sense, because what they don't want is more competition and what they could get potentially. And, and they also realize this, too, for the powers that be who are out there, you're not always going to be in power. And eventually you're going to be out of power. And then you're going to find out that people are going to be coming for your side of the aisle, which is unfortunate that we live in this world now where, you know, it's it's tit for tat kind of thing. But you're going to have these people that are out there writing useless letters because they think somehow this is going to change and that somebody at Cox is going to go, yeah, you know what? We're going to get rid of Fox, right? Well, if you get rid of Fox News, what do you bet you also get rid of the regular Fox and they'll find somewhere else to go. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, people are watching our cable. And they got the football. They got the Super Bowl. We're losing all this stuff. Money will always win out over everything. And there's some things... And you know this, we can afford to maybe step away from the Gina Carano's of the world, whether that was right or wrong. And I think we all know that was wrong. And there's a difference between that and then absolutely stepping over pennies and then stepping over hundred dollar bills and then stepping over million dollar checks so we can pick up lint. And that's what this would be. <laughs> Everybody just needs to relax. And maybe some products from MyPillow can help with that. Uh, I have used MyPillow since before they were sending me free stuff. Uh, I mentioned yesterday I've had the MyPillow uh, pillow itself for a long time. But MyPillow is about more than just a good pillow. Now MyPillow has given the same attention that they've given their pillows to their towels and their sheets. And right now, Three Martini Lunch listeners can buy one and get one free on all six-piece towel sets and the Giza Dream Sheet sets. Proprietary technology, baby. That's what it's all about. These towels are highly absorbent. I've got a ton of these things. Soft to the touch without the lotion-y feel. 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee, washable, dryable, and colors. Lots of them. Seven colors to choose from. Also trying out the Giza Dreams bed sheets made with the world's best cotton, making them ultra soft and breathable. Sateen Weave gives them a luxurious finish and will have you sleeping like a dream. Also 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee, washable and dryable to stay healthy. Wide variety of colors and sizes to fit any personal style and bed. Visit MyPillow.com to learn more. Right now, three martini lunch listeners. Again, all six-piece towel sets and Giza sheets are buy one, get one free. Just use the promo code MARTINI at checkout or call 800-874. 0104. That's mypillow.com, code martini, or call 800 874 0104 for buy one, get one free on all six piece towel sets and Giza Dream Sheets. 
All right, Chad, on to another crazy martini here. And yesterday was confirmation hearing day before the Senate Judiciary Committee for Joe Biden's nominee for Attorney General Merrick Garland. And yes, of course, the Democrats are still stewing over the fact that he never got his confirmation hearing to be on the Supreme Court way back in 2016. Uh, That fight is long over. The Democrats haven't realized that. But yesterday, among other things, Merrick Garland saying that if he's confirmed as Attorney General, he will have the priority of uh, stamping out discrimination and also cracking down on domestic terrorism in light, of course, of what happened at the Capitol on January 6th. But that statement, led to this exchange from Senator Hawley and Mr. Garland. Let me ask you about uh, assaults on federal property in places other than Washington, D.C., Portland, for instance, Seattle. Do you regard assaults on federal courthouses or other federal property as acts of domestic extremism, domestic terrorism? Well, Senator, my own definition, which is about the same as the statutory definition, is uh, a use of violence or threats of violence uh, in an attempt to uh, disrupt uh, democratic processes. So an attack on a uh, uh, a courthouse while in operation, uh, trying to prevent judges from actually deciding cases, that plainly is um, domestic uh, um, uh, extremism, um, 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 uh, domestic uh, terrorism, Um, an attack simply on government property at night or any other kind of circumstances is a clear crime and a serious one and should be punished. I don't mean, I don't know enough about the facts of the example you're talking about, but that's where I I draw the line. One one is both are uh, criminal, Um, uh, But one is uh, a core attack on our democratic institutions. So, Chad, a couple things here that just uh, stagger the imagination. First of all, the idea that he didn't closely follow what happened with the riots and maybe even out in Portland uh, seems a little bit less than believable. But even worse, of course, is the idea that domestic terrorism can only happen in daytime or when uh, a legislature or a court is in session. If you torch the thing to the to ashes at night when nobody's there, that can't be terrorism. So let me get this right. So if nobody's in the Capitol at night, they're not doing anything. If these guys would have stormed the Capitol, say at three in the morning and nobody was there, that's not domestic terrorism. That's just vandalism and arson. I guess so. Well, that's interesting. Well, there you go. Then. There you go. I mean, like that's 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 absurd. But what do you expect? Look, I think Merrick Garland's a good guy. Uh, you know, he got stuck in, in the political world that we know nowadays is the battle. But that kind of answer is the thing that the Democrats are looking for and that the Republicans were hoping it would give so everybody could run back and say, eh. both of them are wrong. He agrees. But no, if you burn down a, a federal building where they conduct actual hearings and they have nowhere to do that, whether they do it in the daytime or nighttime, we'll stop them from doing that. So that feels like terrorism. That would certainly be my definition here. It's interesting how if you just have to uh, break down the exact details of what leftist writers did versus what writers on the right did, uh, then we can distinguish what is terrorism and what is not. Uh, For a guy who plans to uh, uh, be there for all the people and not serve a political party or a specific president, not the most convincing testimony. But as you said, uh, I think Biden could have done a lot worse on here. Remember, he was thinking about Sally Yates, who was uh, part of the, the, the Russia nonsense. And then, of course, Andrew Cuomo was even on the short list. And boy, wouldn't those confirmation hearings be fun right about now if he had been I have to be honest, I would have loved if he would have picked Andrew Cuomo. I'd have been like this. This is going to get good. Now we can ask 
how do you feel about uh, people who write super successful books about how to kill old people in leadership, as well as how to intimidate the press and win an Emmy? Uh, you can go, sir. We'd like to hear what you have to say about that. <laughs> that would have been primetime television. That may have uh, created even more drama than the Kavanaugh hearings. I don't know, because that's a Supreme Court seat, but uh, that would have been some epic must-see TV. Chad, always a blast to be with you. Sorry we didn't have any actual good news today, but we made the bad and the crazy pretty fun. See you later. See you later, brother. You have a good one. Chad Benson is host of the Chad Benson Show on the Radio America Network. I highly encourage you to check out the show. Jim Garrity should be back tomorrow. I'm Greg Columbus of Radio America. Please subscribe to the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We're always grateful for those five-star ratings and your kind reviews. Remember, you can get us on those home devices. All you have to say is play Three Martini Lunch podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at Jim Garrity, or me, at Dateline underscore DC. And please, join us again on Wednesday for the next Three Martini Lunch. Hey guys, it's Mock and Daisy from Chicks on the Right. We're excited to tell you about our podcast, the Mock and Daisy Common Sense Cast. From discussing topics like cancel culture, what's happening to our new generations, crises in our nation, and even some high-profile interviews, each week we touch on subjects that matter to us and matter to you. And we're not afraid to tell you how it is. So tune in every week to hear us talk about the things or even just get a good laugh. To find out more, go to our website, chicksontheright.com, or start listening on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to leave a comment or review and subscribe.